So um, tonight and once a week, probably each Tuesday evening, we'll be offering um, instructions on and guiding uh, uh, loving-kindness meditation. So the way, there's many different ways of um, practicing loving-kindness, of course. And so the, the technique, the method that we'll be um, offering here and giving um, teachings on the method is what we've learned um, through the, from the Mahasi Sayadaw system from um, Sada Upandita. This is a very specific way of cultivating the intention of this quality of metta, uh, loving kindness, friendliness, you could say. First, I just want to ask, um, how many people here have never practiced loving kindness in this style or don't know if you have? Great. (laughs) Great. (laughs) You just cut my work in half. Um, So then, as you know, it's a very, has a very particular structure. So first to say a word about uh, the quality of loving kindness or metta itself, metta friendliness. Um, The translation into English of loving kindness, you know, it's a little awkward, not the way we the words we normally use, but that's to differentiate it from just the word love, which has such a wide range of um, meanings. And loving kindness is one of the four so-called in Pali Brahma Viharas, translated as divine abidings, four states, beautiful states of mind of heart, of the wise mind heart, absent when there's no... Um, greed, hatred, delusion present. These are four specific beautiful states called, you know, the abode of the gods, the divine abidings. And when cultivated and connected with strong um, collectedness of heart-mind, the Buddha said that these states can become boundless, limitless, including a sense of all beings and limitless in that it's not... um, no longer a sense of me sending metta to you. In terms of boundless, limitless, it can radiate in all directions without cease, without um, differentiation. So the sense of cultivating this, this friendliness, this kind acceptance, this gentle friendliness to all beings without exception, that's the direction the form of the practice goes. Of course, we can't, that's, it's a practice, you know. So not to, to first set up some idea that you should sit down and immediately radiate infinite loving kindness without boundaries, without exception. Or in six weeks. But it's, it's a practice to really explore this open, friendly quality, which is very natural to all of us. It's not really so esoteric. So the, the structure of this particular style of practice, it's set up to go through different categories of beings. Set up in the old classical way, it's meant to start with the easiest, which starts with oneself. We know that isn't always the easiest here. Moves to 
so-called benefactor, which I'll explain, because we'll do self and benefactor to begin tonight. Then to friend, then to neutral person, then to a so-called difficult person or someone that is difficult at the moment for you to really open to with friendly kindness, and then to all beings. So this is very structured, and it's just a, a very helpful way of just moving through, moving through. And at each stage, different aspects of the friendliness may come up, but of course the aspects, the habits of heart and mind that get in the way come up. That's part of the practice. And so... Um, It's a practice, it's two-pronged in a way. The form, the structure of this practice, it's different from Vipassana, which in, where we're moving towards opening to whatever's naturally arising without choice. That's the direction we're going. But this is a collected, metta is a collectedness practice. So it's really a samatha practice where we're getting more and more and more absorbed in the practice of the metta, and we're not investigating other phenomena that arise. That's the direction it's going. So it's different from Vipassana. Why we're only offering it once a week, but why we offer it is because the quality of friendliness, of metta, of kindness, is for many of us so supportive in our Vipassana practice. I think you can already figure out how it's supportive. But often we say that the quality of, of right mindfulness, samasati, when it's just connecting with something that's happening, it could, you could say it has this quality of friendly acceptance, not judging. And that's how metta is. It's simply connecting with yourself or the being we're doing, just, just completely connecting and just as you are, offering these wishes of may you be happy, may you be peaceful. And I'll go on and describe it. But it's not saying, may you be happy, but this part of you needs to change. (laughs) So you get a sense. That's a little bit how mindfulness is. I'll pay attention to this pain, but it really better go away. Not mindfulness, not metta. (laughs) So it can be very supportive. Some people find that the collectedness is, is something that really also brings a steadiness to your Vipassana practice. You may also find that it's a fine practice, but it just doesn't seem to fit for how you're working in your meditation right now. And that's totally fine. Talk to your teacher about it. We're just offering this to be supportive, not something you have to do. And I know there's a few of you who are doing intensive metta practice for this retreat. For the rest of you, this practice can be done intensively, like what I'll talk about tonight. You do that all day, sitting, walking, eating, showering, all day. That's intensive. So we're not doing that here, but some people are. I want to say you might find, as we go each week with the next, the next um, category, that it probably won't uh, be in alignment with where you are in your practice. I found when I was doing metta retreat, when I'd come in, the phrases wouldn't be the same. The, the person saying them says I'm too fast or too slow. Um, I'm not at the same. I'm, I'm working with benefactor still, and you've already moved on to difficult person. So if that's your experience, then don't come and make yourself crazy, you know? 
<laughs> so I just, just want to put out those caveats. So I like to give the example when I think of what the metta feeling is. Just the simple, natural feeling, say, if I walk outside and see two puppies playing or two little kids playing, happy, laughing. There's just a natural friendliness of heart, right? Unless you're a total grump. A natural <laughs> friendliness of heart. You don't like need to go hug them and kiss them, just like, oh, yeah, great, you know? That's it. That's it. It's, it's no big, uh, amazing thing. We all know it. In the practice, it'll go through, there's lots of times you're feeling nothing, and it can go through all different levels of feelings. The one thing I really want to say, Sharon Salzberg always says it. She says she'll go to her grave saying, this practice, this form of the practice, is not about trying to make the feeling happen. So if you're sitting here and we start with the phrases and you're pushing the feeling, that's called craving. That's not metta. It's the near enemy of metta. The form of the practice, the collectedness aspect, is we bring to mind the person to whom we're going to offer the intention of loving kindness. We'll start with ourselves, then with benefactor, either with an image or a felt sense. You take a moment to tune in consciously to the good or beautiful aspect of that person. And with yourself, very important. And then there's the offering of the phrases. There's four classical phrases, which I'll say. They're useful, the classical ones, in that they can be used for all the categories, and this is important. If you find you want to really tailor the phrase just for yourself, when we start moving into the other beings, it doesn't really work. And you're, instead of moving into the boundlessness, we're getting way too specific again. So the, the classical phrases are useful in that way, but they may not exactly work for you. You can play around a little bit with finding the right phrase. A little bit. The One of the ways, the same distracted mind. Have you noticed in the Vipassana that sometimes your mind gets distracted? You think about things. Well, in the metta, it's the same mind. And go on on endless thinking about, may I be safe and protected? Or is protected like a little too defensive? Maybe I shouldn't use protected. And what does that mean? So let me think, what would it be if I, may I just be peaceful? No, may I just, you, you get the drift. Cut it. You'll know, you start with the classical phrases, and if it's just over some time, doesn't resonate. Fine, you can make a shift, but don't, don't kid yourself that the endless thinking about it isn't just thinking. It's thinking. Come back to the thing with, a, with an absorption practice, with a collectedness practice. You're either saying the phrases or you're not. It's like, in a way, a lot easier. I'm not, it's easier to do, it's easier to notice. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying the phrases at all. Oh, 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 yeah, right. Oh, what is it, the right one? Oh, may I be safe and protected? So I'll say the phrases. May I, the classical ones, starting with I, may I be safe and protected. It's kind of long, most people don't say it long, from inner and outer harm. 
And I want to say the whole thing because when I say it to myself, safe and protected from inner harm means you're basically tuning into the care you have for yourself, wishing yourself to be free from torments, from greed, hatred, delusion. That's inner harm. So may I be safe and protected. May I be happy, full happiness. May I be healthy, or if that one, that was a little tricky, uh, or may I uh, live with physical ease. And the fourth one is, uh, may I live, or may you, live with ease of well-being. Which is saying, may your life not be a struggle to work, to eat, to survive. Or may I care for myself happily. These four. So the way the practice works, the strands of collectedness are the sense of yourself or the image, the phrases. And each phrase, it's not, the the language is like you're wishing, trying to make yourself happy or trying to make that person happy. That's not how it's meant. It's a, we're all kind of struggle. It's a bit awkward to find language that doesn't elicit a kind of a pushing, a kind of a wanting, but it's not meant to do that. It's an expression of the intention of friendliness towards oneself or towards another. Well, let me say, start with a benefactor. You're saying, may you be safe and protected. It's not like I'm pushing it out, trying to make them feel metta or make their life be different. It's an expression of an inner attitude of our heart and mind. There's just this sense of caring, of well-wishing when you think of, say, the puppy, when you think of someone that you really um, feel a lot of gratitude to. The sense of, yeah, you really want them to be well. So these four phrases are simply um, carriers in a way to express this intention of well-wishing. It's like a generosity of heart. So we offer the phrase, may you be safe and protected, like uh, offering fully present with it, aim to the image of the person, then you let it go. You don't try to change anything, and you don't keep checking, do I feel it yet? You just offer the phrase and let it go. So Sharon said, it's really a practice of intention. Collecting the heart and mind, and each phrase There's intention, or we couldn't say the phrase in our mind. And that's all. Don't try to make yourself feel anything. Just say it, let it go. Caring for the person, simple. Okay? I don't want to talk too much. Just say, we start out with ourselves, which sometimes it's hard for uh, some of us in the Western culture because we often have a strong uh, habit of self-judging or self-hatred. So in that case, beginning with yourself sometimes uh, might elicit all the thoughts and the thoughts of, of, I'm no good, blah, 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 and it's a real struggle. So in that case, it's not like trying to push through when you've achieved, you can't push metta, right? If you're trying to send metta, think of metta to yourself and you just keep coming up with all the horrible things that are wrong with you. I mean, one or two thoughts like that, fine and keep going. Then move to where it's easier, which hopefully would be benefactor, where we'll go to tonight, and you can go back and forth. So when we start with ourself, you will really take a moment to, to reflect on some wholesome qualities 
some act of goodness, of generosity, of mind, speech, or body in the last week. And I'll tell you that Buddha said the act of meditating is one of the most wholesome acts. So all of you have wholesomeness that you can connect to no matter what your mind is saying. So connect, and and connecting also. The Buddha was very clear, he said that each of us deeply, deeply wants to be happy. That's appropriate. That's not an ego trip. How we go about it's another thing. Why we're here. But the sense of get in touch with yourself, you do care for yourself. You do want to be happy. Then tune into your goodness, and from that place we begin the phrases. The first. How you connect with yourself. For some people, and with the other beings, we'll offer this to pick a visual image. If you could get like an image of a photo, a memory of a photo of the person, or a time you were together, the visual image will flicker and come and go until the the, uh, awareness gets steadier. But that helps. Connect with that yourself or the image of the person. And if it's the benefactor, again, tune into Deliberately take a moment to focus on some good that you know of them or some beautiful quality. And then kind of feeling the center of your chest and then just from there allow the phrase to arise towards yourself or towards the benefit. Let it arise in its own time, feeling it. The next phrase, connect again with your heart center, connect again with the sense of yourself or benefactor, offer the next phrase. And that's it. We just keep doing that. We just keep doing that. And the mind wanders all over. That's okay. You notice it. Just fine. Just gently come back. That's the training. That's the training. The only other thing I want to say then is um, about benefactor, which probably you all know, but just to remind you, it's meant to be a person usually that really is very easy for you to appreciate, to see the good, to feel this well-wishing for, not a complicated person. In the old, in the old uh, uh, text, they would talk about you know, a, a teacher or a parent or something, but that might be, you may or may not have someone like that in your life. But if you do, some people have a, a being who's spiritually been very uh, inspiring to them, Some people like have a a grandparent. Some people really here have a lot of trouble finding someone because it should be someone that isn't complicated, that that you don't know, you know, too much of their bumps and warts. Which we'll get to that later, but it's really meant to be easy. We think you're no good if you don't go right to the difficult person. That's the only proof you can do metta. That's crazy. We're so crazy. Start where it's easy and spend a lot of time there. So I know people that have trouble finding a benefactor, so they, and they use um, maybe a niece or a nephew or a child. That's fine. I even know people who've used their pets. That's okay. Just a living being. And they say it's helpful in terms of the form of the structure of this practice right now not to choose someone who's passed on for now. And again, for the collectedness, it's helpful if you pick a person and just stay with that person, not jumping around all over. That's one of the ways that restlessness shows up in the metta practice, just like changing the phrase every two seconds. Okay? 
And as we go through it, as you go through the days, you'll find the ways to make it work best for you. The only other thing, of course, I'm saying the phrase is in English. If you, if it's not your main language and you already know them in your own language, great. Uh, if you don't, but your mind can easily put them into your language and it often feels closer to home for people, if that's the case, please use your own language. And of course, I'll be guiding, but then you'll find your own rhythm, you know, as you go along. Okay. So let's begin first finding yourself in as comfortable as you can be, but still reasonably awake. But it isn't so easy to cultivate metta if you're sitting in a very painful way. And so it's helpful to, of course, close your eyes. I would just take a deep breath and let your mind and body relax. Just arrive here. Be here just as it is. Let the body feel just how it feels. Allow the heart and mind to be just as they are. No different. We're not trying to change anything here. And we'll begin with ourself for some minutes and then I'll suggest when trying benefactor. So take a moment to let your attention, your awareness, just connect with yourself. Whether it's a felt sense here and now, feeling your body and mind, just connecting with yourself. For some people, having a mental image of yourself, as if you're in a mirror, where some people find it helpful to have a, an, a memory, uh, an image of a, <clears throat> maybe a photograph of them when they were much younger. Helps them <clears throat> feel more easily kind to themselves. It's fine to do whatever helps in that way. So connect to yourself here with an image. And really let in to yourself, <clears throat> acknowledging that it's right and normal that we really want to be happy in this world right now. We want to live with ease. That's why we're all here, really. Let that in. I'm just going to feel a, a friendliness, a warmth through your body of kindness to yourself, just as you are right now. Just as you are. <coughs> And if you can, just reflect on some wholesome action of mind, speech, body, and just the intention of kindness and seeing someone else, and you just stayed quiet, but that kind intention was there. That counts. Just tune in to your goodness, your basic goodness, your essential caring for yourself. And so starting from this connection with yourself, we gently begin offering each phrase just as an expression of this well-wishing, of this friendliness. 
I find it, personally, I find it helpful. Like I feel a little like uh, trembling or like a gentle rain. The Buddha compared metta to a gentle rain that falls on everything without distinction. I feel like a gentle rain in my heart, in my chest, of kindness, of warmth. It's a little bit imagining, but sometimes I find it helpful. And from this, just sense of yourself or the image, the heart center, and allow the phrase to arise. May I be safe and protected. May I be happy. May I live with physical ease. May I have ease of well-being in this world. And just gently, each phrase new, connect, offer the phrase, let it go, begin again. I'll say them one more time and then give us some quiet time. May I be safe and protected. May I be happy. May I live with physical ease. May I have ease of well-being.
And don't worry when you notice the mind has drifted into something else. It's normal. Just very gently recognize that. Take a breath and just reconnect with yourself and offer the next phrase. There's no hurry. Relax again. Next phrase.
So now if you want to try bringing in a person in this benefactor category, take a moment to bring in, a, a, if you can, a memory of a time you were together, if it's someone you know, or a memory of a photograph, if it's someone you don't know but who inspires you. But just take your time to just get some sense of connection to the person. And as I said, the proximate cause for metta to arise is seeing the good. And then it spreads out, of course, to include all aspects of the being. So starting by, as you get a sense of this person and image, then, you know, tune into some beautiful aspect or generous or feeling if you feel grateful or you appreciate or they're kind. Just imagine them being happy. And then just what we wish for ourselves. Offer that same intention to this person. So again, take a moment to kind of, if it helps, connecting with the heart area. But definitely a sense of connecting to the image of the person and then offer the phrase. Just offer it, let it go. May you be safe and protected. May you be happy and peaceful. May you live with physical ease. May you have ease of well-being. Or if it's helpful to have the phrases shorter, may you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you live with ease. And all kinds of other stuff comes up. Don't worry about it or investigate. Just simply reconnect to the benefactor, sense of yourself and offering the next phrase. That's all. Just gentle and steady.
And just for the last moment, only if you'd like, imagine just offering these phrases to all of us in this room, like a big circle of friendliness. May we all be safe. May we be peaceful. May we live with physical ease. May we live with ease of well-being in this life. practice be a condition for the happiness and well-being of all beings everywhere. So, we invite you, if it suits at all, to explore this for yourself in your own practice this week, which uh, if you're interested, we would suggest not, not just, you know, oh, five minutes of metta, five minutes of apostasy, I like this, let me try, not jumping back and forth. But you, if you want to try it, pick, a, pick one particular sitting or a particular walking when you just want to explore doing the loving kindness practice. That's um, totally up to you. And if you do, you can start with yourself, move to benefactor, see how that is for you. If you feel that, um, you know, it's not horrible with yourself and you just feel like you want to stay there, that's fine. If you feel like the benefactor is really easier and you can get a little more steady going, just go to benefactor and then come back to yourself for a little bit. Let's just explore and see what, what's suitable for you, what's supportive in this way, if you like. There's a few minutes if you have any questions specifically about this um, loving-kindness practice. Any? Um, sometimes, so my pacing was a little faster than yours yeah. to keep my mind from wandering off. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that I was like sometimes going into autopilot. Mm-hmm forgetting that I'm offering it to my benefactor. Right. And um, are you, is it helpful to track, like feel into the heart center every time I offer the phrase? Yeah. Well, you said but some good things. First he said his phrasing was 
faster than mine, which, you know, that's fine. But they would sometimes go on autopilot, of course. Of course it will sometimes go on autopilot. Of course you'll be saying it like a robot. The words will all turn around. My friend, One of my friends used to say, may I be living with peas? You'd go, okay, that isn't right. Start again, you know. Your mind does all kinds of stuff. Don't worry about that. So the pacing, you said, at first was faster to help keep connected. He would space out slow. You notice that. But then it was a robotic, and then how did, he said, is it helpful to connect with the heart each time as you offer the phrase? I find that helpful, especially when it's, you recognize this on, on robot. You just stop a minute, connect. Connect with the benefactor or yourself each time and offer the phrase. So in the beginning, it's a bit of work. That's okay. Just connect with the benefactor. Otherwise, we're just throwing the phrase into space, you know. Yeah. Explore that. Different speeds at different times. Yeah, way back there. Could you repeat the longer? Repeat the longer. The first phrase was, oh, may I be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. Yeah. Should you choose a benefactor, stick with that benefactor? Through, in, in terms of learning the steadiness of the practice and really allowing the mind to collect around the metta, yes, it's helpful to choose one benefactor. Stay with that benefactor for the whole time. And the mind will think, no, but this other, this other, you know, it's not fair. And you get to friends and stuff. So they'll be in all beings. They're waiting. They'll be there in all beings. <laughs> but it does help. This is just in terms of cultivating the form of the practice. Say at home or whatever, of course, you can do at all, but just here to help the mind really collect. The same with all the different categories. Helpful to stick with this, the same one. Yeah. Um, you mentioned to, uh, at this time not to use someone that's dead. It... Not use someone who's dead. Why? Two reasons. One, in the classical reason, that's not so important here, where this is practiced over time into absorption states. It's said that the mind doesn't really get into absorption around a dead, with the person who's dead. I'm sure not. But I've also found many people wanted to use dead people, and once in a while it works, but more frequently they report back, actually the connection was harder. It didn't really work so well. And you can't know that in the beginning. That would show up over some time. But that's been the experience. So, you know, don't make it harder for yourself if you don't have to. Yeah. I find it difficult to... Right. Right. Excuse me, what was the last thing you said? Other ideas for how to hold it. Difficult to connect the visual images. For, for everyone, in, not for everyone, for most people in the beginning, it's difficult. The image doesn't stay steady, just to say, don't expect it to. And as you're going through time, as the attention and the mind gets more steady, as the phrases get more steady, so also the image gets more steady. Um, but with oneself, of course, there's the kinesthetic feeling of oneself, which I actually use. I don't use an image. But with someone else, it's a little tricky. If it's someone you know and Try to have an image, but see if you can have a memory, a memory of being with that person. So then you can kind of get the felt sense, but also have the visual memory. That, that's, as, that's as I can come up with. But be patient, patient with it. It does get a little more steady. In this, in this 
the form of it, what the mind, the attention's collecting around, you could say there's three strands. There's the, the phrases, there's the image, and there's the, the heart feeling of metta. Of those three, the, the one we can generally always come back to is the phrases. That's what they're there for. The image is a little more difficult. It flickers and comes and goes, but it gets more steady. The, the feeling we cannot produce at will, don't even try, that will come naturally. And when it's there, if it arises, it's fine to sink into it, but keep on offering the phrases. But if you just wait for the feeling, you just get lost. So those three, sometimes the phrases is the only thing you're connecting with. Sometimes the image gets strong. Sometimes there's the feeling. Sometimes as time goes on, Sharon described it to me as like a rope where the three strands kind of twine together as the mind gets more collected. So the phrases are really useful in the beginning and the image can be too. Yeah, just play with it. Don't, don't push. It's easy to get into striving and you'll notice it. <laughs> just relax. One phrase. Okay, last question. Way in the back, in the back there. Excuse me? Yeah, well, you can pick the one that works for you. I'm trying to give different options. Okay, so it's okay to bring it all down to one word yeah. that you use a lot. Like what? Give me an example. Well, like when you say ease of his body. Uh-huh. You know, just, you know, Yeah, yeah, if you get caught up in the phrase, it's fine to pick a word, but try and pick a word uh, uh, that sense that gives that wide range of things that isn't too specific to one person. Do you know what I mean? But sure, it's fine. I was using different ones, and I could have done even more just to give you examples of what is. None of the things I said is what I actually say myself. <laughs> just so you know. I was just giving the more general ones. Yeah. But then choose, you're right, choose and, and stick with one. It's a lot easier. It's a lot. Okay, absolutely the last question back there. What, what do you say yourself? What do I say myself? Well, the, actually, the, the more classical translation is more negative, and like on the negative side, which everyone goes, oh, that's so negative, so may I be safe. But it's actually, um, may I be free from inner and outer danger? May I have mental happiness? May I have physical happiness? May I live with ease of well-being. That's what I say. Okay. Explore. Just explore. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.